This is episode five. Her bio says she's a soulful pop artist with a southern flair that began making waves with her guitar and soulful vocals in the Charleston music scene in 2015. On her latest single, Ghost Stories, she collaborated with Micah Nichols, who's toured with Need to Breathe and Johnny Swim, alongside Matt McKelkin, who has toured with Corey Smith and Matt Nathanson. This is Emily Curtis. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So let's go ahead and dive into the new single. It came out last Friday, uh, October 25th, and we went to, I say we, I went to your album release party at Uncorked. Yeah, you were there, obviously. (laughs) Um, So let's rewind a little bit and let's talk about what was the inspiration for writing this song. Yeah, so I was kind of in a weird situation where I don't really want to go too much into detail about it, but it was one of those things where um, you have to sever ties sort of with someone who never wanted to apologize or say the things that you needed for closure um, and so I just needed to write it out and kind of say what I needed to say about it as far as what it felt like when you would see that person who used to be so close to you, mm-hmm. but now you realize some of the things that you love the most about that person may not have really been true traits. Yeah. And so you see them, you see the same image, but you don't, you know, it's kind of hollow. It's like seeing a ghost. And so yeah. you feel like you, you can't really touch it and it's haunting (laughs) yeah so does this person and we're not going to get into too many details but does this person know about the song uh you know i think so yeah probably okay well good hopefully they'll know now how you feel maybe i don't know (laughs) um so you co-wrote the song with um matt mckelkin and micah nichols whom are two really awesome musicians in town um like i said earlier creds with need to breathe Johnny Swim, Matt Nathanson, and Corey Smith. I mean, and I'm sure the list goes on and on. So what was it like writing with them? Um, it was like writing with friends mm-hmm. because they kind of became big brothers to me. I feel like I have so many big brothers in Charleston in the music scene, which is really nice. Um, it would just We were just having a good time. You know, we'd go to Micah's studio, um, and I had – some of the ideas that I brought to Matt first and we kind of came up with some hooky stuff mm-hmm. and brought it to Micah who started coming up with a, a track and then we sat for hours and hours and figured out how this was going to go which meant I was going to have to take out a lot of the lines that I'd written down that I loved oh so many words <laughs> there were so <laughs> many words that are not in that song that I had written down and it was like okay just leave a little bit to the imagination Emily yeah <laughs> so, that was hard for me to let go of lines, but it was definitely for the best. Mm-hmm. Less is more. Do you think that those particular lines may end up in another one of your songs, or is this? It was true to that one song, and you had to really let it go. Yeah, just that song. I remember one line in particular was "apparition, product of deception." Mm. That's kind of a mouthful for people to sing along with. Mm-hmm. Especially in pop music, we're pretty basic. Yeah. <laughs> we're yeah. like, let's simplify, let's dumb it down. No, but um, yeah, I remember I was like, please, can we please? And just like, never fit. Mm-hmm. And so the hardest part was saying less. Yeah, less is more. Mm-hmm. So, well, now that the song is out there, you're promoting it. Um, what is next? Yeah. In terms of touring or album. What's happening next now? Well, so we actually 
recorded it back in January. Um, and then I actually did the vocal on Valentine's Day. Oh, <laughs> so how fitting. Like 10 o'clock at night, I'm just like belting my heart out. I'm just like about to throw up my stomach because I'm singing so Oh, hard. my gosh. <laughs> it's TMI, but that's how I feel. No. <laughs> um, no, that's how committed you are. I was like, wow, I've never sung this hard before. And, um, yeah, so at that time, we also we were finishing up Ghost Stories and jumped into my next single, which I think I announced at the party was stained glass windows but I mean I've I've promoted that a little bit on my Instagram stuff but that is um more of a light Mm -hmm. um follow-up song yeah and I just my inspiration was kind of walking around downtown Charleston and all the old churches with Mm -hmm. the stained glass windows and how when the light's on the inside it's brighter on the inside you can see the picture that shines through and if it's darker on the outside like you would rather have the light coming from you yeah so it's a it's a really kind of deep another deep song but it's a lot more encouraging I guess more yeah. uplifting yes yeah and so when uh if you do have the mm-hmm. date yet when will people be able to hear that song um I don't have the exact date mm-hmm. yet but it'll be uh probably mid-January okay yep perfect yes that's exciting um, so one of the things that I always like to ask people when they come in and have a conversation with me are three important questions that I like to touch on. So um, the first one's going to be your earliest memory of music. Yes. My earliest memory. Yeah, like we're going way back. <laughs> um, I don't really remember a time when it was not a big part of my life. Um, you know, most kids when they're younger are picking up hairbrushes to sing into microphones and I'm picking up my dad's literal <laughs> real professional microphone and getting up on the table in our living room and singing <laughs> you know <laughs> putting on concerts and yeah um, always watching him and wanting to play his guitars and I always say that I'm getting burned now by the little kids who stick the picks in the hole in the guitar because I used to do that and think it was hilarious yeah constantly just yeah no getting picks out of the guitar and now I'm doing the same thing at my other job with the little kids. Like, oh, it happens. You're like full circle here. This is what I get. So you mentioned your dad. And so if anyone ever goes to any of your live shows, sometimes your dad is there playing with you. Yeah. So what is it like playing with your dad now? It's so funny to watch him just light up. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a blast. And he's obviously everybody that, that sees him play is just kind of like, Wow. He's incredible, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's a pretty good teacher, so that's always it's always really cool. Not just to have a parent come up and play, but it's like he's the real deal, and mm-hmm. so that's a really it's a cool element to add to any show, you know. Yeah, people. I think people get emotional. I think they think of their parents, or mm. I, that's what I've noticed is people get teary eyed, and they'll come up and tell you about their parents and or their child and different things. Yeah, so it's special. Yeah, it's definitely something great to have that the two of you can do together. Mm-hmm. Um, so was he the person that taught you how to play the guitar and how to sing? And he yes. is the first teacher. <laughs> he was definitely the first teacher. Um, he got me a little guitar. And now I'm using it as a songwriting guitar because it's so tiny. <laughs> it's still in my room. I just pick it up. Um, but when I was little, it seemed huge. Mm-hmm. And it was always just there for me to pick up and learn when I wanted to. It was never forced on me. Because I would kind of complain when he, I still complain to this day when he wants to show me new things. I'm like, Dad, 
Yeah. <laughs> I've got it. <laughs> but, I, you know, he's always been patient with me and pushy enough at the same time. So it worked out. The perfect balance. Mm-hmm. So are you still, like you just mentioned, learning from him and he's still trying to mentor and teach and so yep it'll never end never ever wow because i'm not i never call myself a guitar player he is a legitimate mm-hmm. phenomenal guitar player um his inspirations are like james taylor so those are really complicated guitar parts and yeah. i can just kind of do the rhythmic stuff and you know under my voice that's the main thing so was he a musician growing up was he in a band growing up or okay like I'm like getting into the deep the deep dive of your dad's past but <laughs> he should come on the show <laughs> I know he, he should be the next guest um so was he in a band or yeah well I think when he was 16 he was in a rock band okay they called it Red Pepper Freeway oh wow it's hysterical the pictures are great <laughs> it's like the 70s and you're like man that is the 70s Mm-hmm. So a lot like the song, listen to the music that we play every time we're playing live together. He, um, that, that song came out when he was in that band. So they did a lot of those covers. And I actually got to hear it on an eight track. I think one of the Doobie Brothers songs. And it was so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're 16. I was like, geez. I mean, I, they were, they were serious and they were very good. Oh, wow. So do you and your dad have a favorite song that you like to play together? Yeah, between James Taylor, um, like You've Got a Friend, and Listen to the Music, those are always our Mm go-tos. Perfect. So now that we've touched on the earliest memory, let's shift over to your relationship with music. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you're able to define your relationship with music. Um, It's kind of like another arm. Mm. It's very attached to me if if I'm hurting it hurts to write, you know, it, yeah. especially if something's very fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't want to sit down and write about it, even though I know eventually it's the material that I need to use for work. Yeah. Um, so, it, yeah, it, it's kind of just the sound waves <laughs> of whatever is going on or whatever I'm observing or what I mm-hmm. imagine it is in someone else. Um, but it's it's a extension for yeah. sure of me. And it almost seems very therapeutic for you as well. Yes. Um, so when you are thinking about songwriting, thinking about songwriting, or getting into your songwriting zone, mm-hmm. like, are you normally in a certain state? Like, maybe you're a little sad or a little angry, or you just need to get the energy out. Like, how is, what are you normally your state when you get into songwriting? just really depends I think when I'm collabing with other songwriters it's scheduled Mm -hmm. so you're you may or may not feel like doing it that day and you kind of got to get into that mode and usually that's a different vibe because you're that usually starts with a conversation in the room just everybody just talking about life Mm -hmm. and a lot of times um, songs come out of conversations, just real conversations. Like, I, I remember when I went to the ASCAP Expo, the guy that wrote Shallow um, from A Star is Born was talking about how they just were at dinner right before um, a co-write, and the lines just came out in the conversation at dinner, mm. and they didn't expect it to be 
basically the, the movie. Yeah. Um, and he was just like, yeah, you know, just talking at dinner. And it was a great conversation. And it came out. Mm-hmm. And so I think everything has to be authentic. Nothing. I mean, if you can force things to an extent, mm-hmm. but only so much. Yeah. Before you have to say, okay, let's go for a walk. Let's maybe call it for today. Let's, you know, try something else. There's kind of just a know when to switch. Pull the plug. Yeah. yeah. So you just mentioned you, this was a trip that you were on. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the name of it again? The ASCAP Expo in L.A. And what is that? Um, so musicians are usually with um, a royalty um, – what is it called? I can't even think of the right name. It's terrible. People that collect royalties. Yeah. <laughs> or singer-songwriters. Um, or just songwriters in general. It's usually BMI, ASCAP, CSAC. Um, trying to think of some of the other ones. But ASCAP is another one. I d- I'm actually with BMI. But mm-hmm. they put on um, – ASCAP puts on a massive convention in L.A. every year. Um, and it attracts huge names. Um, Ariana Grande's songwriting team was there. And they got to talk about writing seven rings or nine rings. I don't even know how many rings. I think it was seven. Seven rings. <laughs> they had so a bad, lot I of rings know. and literally were wearing them. And they were, of course, like diamonds from Tiffany's. Oh, well, That's sure. how they wrote the song. Yep, it's, the story was funny. Um, but, yeah, I actually kind of got to kind of – I was standing right next to, I guess, her best friend. What's her name? can't remember. But she was talking about some of the stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was just cool. Like, they write the same way we do. They're just, like, having fun, being silly. They're like, yeah, she walked in late. She's like, sorry, I was at Tiffany's. <laughs> She's a little tipsy from champagne. I was like, I got you presents. They're like, these diamond <laughs> rings. They're like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, she was like, well, I thought that it was one price, but I realized the decimal and the comma was in a different place. Oh, So dear. I said, I'll take seven. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> It's Ariana Grande. I mean, yeah, different life. Um, so this, so it's a songwriters, yeah, convention. So there's lots of panels, um, all day. Okay, people from all over the world. And what's cool is you go around and everybody kind of wants to meet each other. Okay, because everybody knows that the best way to be successful mm-hmm. is to have a really strong network mm-hmm. of all different kinds of people. So you'll find producers who are looking for the right voice. You'll find writers who are looking for someone to sing their songs. Um, You'll find songwriters and and people like me who want to find producers or make connections with agents or um, managers and, you know, different things like that. And you just go and you learn. Some of them are small. Some of them are big panels. Like the one for Ariana Grande's team was huge. You know, everybody wanted to be there for that. There are lots of different specialized ones, um, depending on your genre what you're going for, what you're mm-hmm. confused about, what you need help with. And then I had a one-on-one meeting with um, Christina Perry's songwriting partner. Oh, wow. Which was okay. super cool. Yeah. Um, he got to hear ghost stories and give me some feedback. And it just, you know, it was great. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So um, you can just buy a ticket. You don't have to be invited. Like mm-hmm. if somebody here – like in the local music scene, wanted to go to something like this. It's easy. Yeah. Just buy your ticket and go. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm pretty sure there's a handful of people who've been. Yeah. Because um, it's pretty well known in the music world. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's expensive. And I mean, if, if you're on the East Coast, you're also flying. flying. Yeah. And then you're 
finding a place to stay, but it was cool because I was staying in a house full of people from all over the world that I met at a songwriting retreat in Costa Rica. Uh, yeah, let's come back to that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was it was just a kind of the next cool opportunity mm-hmm. and made sense and it was a really great adventure because I'd never been to the West Coast. Yeah. I, yeah, I traveled a lot this year, so it was kind of crazy. It was all for music, and that's, that's kind of the goal. Yeah. It's all, I've always said, if I'm going to travel, it's got to be for music. So. Perfect. Yeah. So we're going to also come back to that goal. Um, so let's talk about that songwriting retreat you mm-hmm. went to in Costa Rica. Yes. Uh, going back. You're, you are going back? In a couple of weeks, yeah. When, it, when are you going? November 12th through the 17th. Oh my gosh. And is this also something that anyone, like if you're a songwriter, you can go or do you, you need can. to be invited? Um, you have to apply. Okay. They want to make sure that they're getting serious artists mm-hmm. um, because they are bringing out mentors that are actually very, very um, high caliber. They're yeah. the kind of the, the co-writers for people like Beyonce. Oof. And I mean, it's, it's no joke. I can send you the link to some of the yeah. mentors. Um, vocal coaches, managers, A and R reps, like the A and R rep from Downtown Records is going to be there. Holy crap! Um, and it's like thirty artists and mm-hmm. five mentors in the middle of the jungle in Nasara, Costa Rica. Oh gosh! Yeah, and um, so it's those few days. We're at this beautiful resort. It's like a surf resort because the apparently the best break to surf there is across the street. <laughs> Oh, perfect. Yeah, it's like right there. So you just like write a song and then you just yeah. go for a, yeah. a jaunt in the ocean and then come back. Yeah. Right. So like last year I had the pleasure of kind of building some relationships with the founders who are doing a lot with TV and sync, which is a great way for um, musicians to be making money. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they taught me a lot about that. And I ended up getting they invited me out to Austin, Texas. Hell yeah. Yeah, it was really just a whirlwind of one thing to the next. Mm -hmm. Um, And then my roommate was a girl in Nashville named Amanda Cooksey. Mm -hmm. She's crushing it. She just got a song that's like on Radio Disney now. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And so we, like I said, a group of us, there's people from all over the world, um, got a place in LA for that week. Mm -hmm. It's like someone from Canada, two people from the UK, someone from New Zealand, um, New York. Uh, jeez, ev- everywhere. Yeah. So it was it was a cool mix of people, mm-hmm. lots of personalities. I feel like you could have made a TV show off of the group that was there. <laughs> um, just yeah. So, but the cool thing is, there's no facade. You're in the jungle. It's mm-hmm. humid. Yeah. Um, like everything is very very bare. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's stripped. it's very simplistic. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Um, I guess like bougie or over the top like you can't be if you're in the middle of the jungle no i mean you, there's a monkey in the backyard you know it's like yeah and strange reptiles and then you're randomly in this awesome resort that's pretty much in a i wouldn't say um i mean it's definitely not a high income mm-hmm. area but the resort itself is very very nice so a lot yeah. of the staff that works there live in small small um, little homes mm-hmm. in the jungle and um, I remember one of the nights we went out to this there's no cabs either you can't call a cab yeah there's no uber mm-hmm. so we're like hmm how, how do we drive around and everything's very windy and 
no street lights and yeah. all these things. And so we went out one night to El Bar. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's no guessing games here. Yeah. And there was just like this cool like music playing. It was very, um, it was really dark, but like you could tell everybody was there after work. Mm-hmm. And um, it was just really unique. And we were just kind of there. And then we looked up, we went out to the beach. And I just remember we looked up at the stars and I thought the stars were nice here. Yeah. But when I saw the stars there, I was like, oh, yeah. there are a lot more stars than I realized. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's pretty cool. So I've made some good connections from there. But they actually invited me back this time um, for like a discounted rate. And that was kind of what pulled the trigger on me mm-hmm. going again. Oh, my gosh. That's that's amazing. So excited. <laughs> so it also sounds like so to your point, um, So for other like singer songwriters, like it is super important to be networking with other singers and songwriters and being in that circuit, constantly traveling. Um, Is there maybe like one other piece of advice that you would offer to anyone else? Like if they're considering going to these conferences or any other networking events, like is there maybe something else, like one other key piece of advice that you'd be like, this is also really vital. I think I live by with it and what I've seen work so well is be a human being first mm-hmm. people can sense when you want to take something from them mm. and when you are trying to grab and just get climb and up the ladder like they're people no matter how successful they are they have stories and they have needs and things that are going on in their lives and you got to see that first yeah because people aren't stupid they can yeah. be but not in that way mm-hmm. um and we're all looking for especially in this um in this field authenticity is rare and so if you can yeah you can capture that and um see the beauty in that Mm -hmm. and be confident enough in yourself to say hey this is what i have to offer you um there's value in it and i also see value in you but also as a person and so it's just that has that was one of the reasons i got invited out to austin they were like you don't suck as a person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we wouldn't mind spending a day in a room with you. Yeah. You know, that was what he said literally, and it's true. Yeah. Same with Micah and Matt. You know, we could sit all night because we enjoyed being together. Mm-hmm. We had a blast. We'd go get lunch, take a break. we just be silly. Yeah. Because you have to be vulnerable and bear your soul with these people. So if you don't like them, nothing's going to come out. Yeah. And you won't be open yeah. in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is this event in Austin? Is it another networking event or? It was just super cool and random. Okay. So it's just like a fun <laughs> trip. Yeah. So this lady out there, Miss Vicky, she's <laughs> awesome. She's like uh, this woman that has made a killing off of jingle writing. Oh, wow. Like, done really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just has a heart for the new musicians and she has this stunning property out on this lake in Austin like a few houses away from Matt McConaughey's like place okay um and it has like this separate studio mm-hmm. and like a place for us to stay it was for free and she like cooked for us oh wow um she just loved on us there was mm-hmm. like giant pool that like you know there's like infinity pools that looks over the lake and I remember I, I got there and they invited my roommate from the trip too yeah and we were like what yeah where are we <laughs> like <laughs> it was just bizarre but Mm -hmm. it was just one of those things where you just keep on you know yeah one thing leads to another and so it's been really neat and I'm excited to be with um 
Sam and Adam again out mm-hmm. in Masara and to be able to be more of a insider, know what's going on yeah. this time around will be really, really nice. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'll get more out of it. So are there any other events or conferences on the horizon that you have your eye on that you might be going to or can recommend that maybe other people should be checking out? Um, I think this, they'll tell you that was one of the things I wrote down was you should probably try to go to two networking events a year. To two? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and just to – they gave us the big ones. So we were actually there doing South by Southwest mm-hmm. in Austin, which is a massive – That's perfect. Oh, yeah. It was massive. And, I mean, we got to see a few things, but we weren't there for South mm-hmm. by Southwest. So we just kind of went to a couple things um, and then went and wrote a couple songs the yeah. rest of the time. But um, so that is more of a – it's a little more chaotic. Yeah, in my opinion, more party, le- like almost more festival esque. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas ASCAP, you were learning. I mean, it was you were in constantly in panels, and it was awesome. But you really were having to sit. You were sitting there like in school. Yeah, you know, with a notepad, you wanted to be there for it though, and to hear from these people that have done it. Um, and then obviously a smaller. If you can find a smaller version, any kind of more intimate one on one with mentors mm-hmm. that can really really help you keep from making mistakes that they've made yeah that's what that's their fate like what anybody will say that is a mentor we can tell you what not to do yeah (laughs) because we did it (laughs) yeah (laughs) learn from the mistakes yes Yes, that I've made want to share it with you Mm -hmm. and it's just there's a lot of different online mentor programs that I can recommend for people yeah as far as music business and just um, songwriting mentorship and so even when I'm not at these conferences I'm involved in these communities mm-hmm. where I can get a one-on-one coach call oh wow um, with any of them yeah and kind of send them my stuff or they can pitch it or they will send me send the group uh, licensing sync opportunities and they're like go for it mm-hmm. you know we trust you if you're in this group we know we trust that you're serious like they've, they've heard yeah. all our stuff you had to be accepted into the group mm-hmm. um, so once I had gone to the Costa Rica thing I knew the mentors that did both of these groups um, but it's there's no end to the learning process. Yeah. So it sounds like um, to your point that mentors are very important. Maybe if you're upcoming singer songwriter, mm-hmm. um, and you mentioned Matt mm-hmm. and Micah, yeah. perhaps are really great mentors for you. Yes. Um, if they're well, and I guess this is more of um, like a local question as if there's any sort of programs here in town, like in Charleston, that people can kind of sync up with each other like if you know of anything or is that lacking in the community where that mentorship is there and available where it's a little bit more open maybe or that's something that's lacking that needs to happen here you think yeah I think Charleston's missing a lot of things (laughs) okay we can dive into that too (laughs) in my opinion I get frustrated only because I see the potential yeah with all the talent, it's just so incredible. Mm-hmm. And I even had I've had these conversations with other musicians, and everybody's afraid to kind of admit where they're struggling or where they're a little fearful. And so there's this scarcity mentality where no one really wants to branch out of their bubble. They're mm. kind of afraid they're going to lose fans or someone else is going to get the opportunity. Where I 
since I've reached out and worked with different people, it's only grown mm-hmm. like everybody's circles and, and opportunities have come from all of that. For instance, Lauren Hall, I told her I was going to just tell the world about this because it just meant the world to me and said a lot about her character. But she and I just got coffee one day just to talk about what it's like to be a female in mm-hmm. Charleston trying to do this as like under the name Lauren Hall or Emily Curtis. It's our names. Yeah. Which is kind of frustrating sometimes because it's just it's you being represented no matter what mm-hmm. um which makes it harder because people are more likely to support a band i think they have to mm. really like you <laughs> yeah and sometimes people aren't okay with that you know sometimes they're just not into it or they'd rather go see a band that they know this person and this person and this person are in it and they'll bring this person and this person out to see them and it just becomes a whole other thing yeah um but we sat there and we chatted and i was just saying you know a lot of country acts will come in town that are great and get a huge crowd out, um, but I'm passed over because I'm pop. Mm. And whereas you get the indie crowd that kind of comes through, yeah. and I'm too conservative for them. Yeah. And so there's really, like, I never do some of those shows. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I get passed over for that. Yeah. And so I was kind of like, how do we, unless, like, poor me and more like, okay, how do we fix this? Yeah. Instead, like, I could go run away. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, L.A., let's go. Um, but no, I think there's a way to fix it mm-hmm. and bring a little bit more light onto some of the different ways that people can dig into the original music scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lauren, we were done, and then she got in her car, and then 10 minutes later she goes, you're not going to believe this, but I just got a call from the concert promoter at the amphitheater in Lexington, South Carolina. Carmelie needs an opener, and I can't do it. And so he's calling you in a few minutes. No way! And so that is how I got that gig. Yeah. And to me, that speaks volumes mm-hmm. about who she is, what she's doing this for. She's not. It's not a scarcity mindset, and that's how we all need to be. Yeah. Like she easily could have not told me about it. Be like, oh, sorry, darn. Because that puts me on that person's radar as well in, yeah. in the future. And so I just showed so much class and maturity mm-hmm. and just a friend, like a person first. Like I said, yeah. she was a person first. Hell yeah. So shout out to Lauren. Aww. You go, girl. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, and that's funny that you bring her up because um, over this past weekend, there was the Rocker for Knockers. Yes. Fundraising Yeah, I went and I was hanging out. On yeah. The so there's a picture of um you and Lauren. Yeah. And um Cassie. Cassie from Saluda Shoals. And yeah. I was like, can we talk about a suit like a super girl group right yeah. there? Yeah, and Mary Gilmore too as well. She she um sang backup vocals on Ghost Stories as well. She's oh wow. A killer vocalist. Yeah. Um yeah, it was just good to be surrounded by women that you don't feel any negative mm-hmm. threatening fakeness when you're with them. And it's a really cool thing. Yeah. Like, I love that Paige Fortuna, Paige McKenzie, as she goes by, are yes. like, she checks in on me and I check in on her. And it's always a cheerleading thing. It's never, mm-hmm. oh, well, she got this. I don't know why I did. It's just, Good, yeah. If it's yours, it's yours. Like, take it and I'm going to cheer you on. Like, mm-hmm. people can have multiple favorite songs. Yeah. Well, and I think you bring up a really good point. It's like, I feel like there's this ongoing discussion about like, um, it's particularly, and I hate to make it like male versus female, but everyone's always saying like, oh, well, you know, there's, an, there's room for enough people to like 
you know, different types of male artists and male bands. But then when you bring women into the picture, it's always kind of like either it's catty or there's some sort of like disagreement or issue that's not really there. Um, And again, it's just, it's it's bullshit. Yeah. I mean, I think women have to be secure Mm -hmm. and stop. I mean, just as much as the men have to be more open I think the women have to figure out how to be nice. My gosh. Yeah. I mean, because they are really selling themselves short and missing out. Mm-hmm. Because no one wants to get to the top by themselves. And yeah. I don't want to get up there with a bunch of men. Yeah. So, like, come on, <laughs> girls, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I know you touched on there are a few things you don't particularly care for in the Charleston music scene. Is there anything else you want to touch on? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I know, I feel like this is always an ongoing discussion of that a lot of people move away yeah. in order to make it, which I totally applaud them mm-hmm. and I totally understand yeah. because the infrastructure is not here right. to support that, especially if you want to make a living. Yeah. Um, that is one of the issues that I've always personally seen, and I'm not even a musician, Um so I don't know if there was, like, anything else that you had encountered. Or I mean, I think people – I think it's more of a culture thing in Charleston as mm. well. Um, people in Charleston want to go out to a country concert and make a day out of it. Okay. They want to go see a huge headliner that comes into town, and they also like tribute bands. Mm. They don't necessarily want to go out of their way, get in their car, do the parking thing for someone who's an unknown Mm-hmm. Like I, I consider I call myself an unknown because you know I haven't had a hit or it's not necessarily mainstream right now and so you have to figure out what I try to do with the event at Uncork was create an environment that was like we're all sitting in the living room together mm-hmm. but you guys are out of your house and yeah. you're with people that you normally wouldn't be sitting with and sharing something I mean me being the common <laughs> factor but it was I didn't want it to be just about me. And yeah. so I loved having Katie Rose come up and play and mm-hmm. um Matt playing and my dad playing and Dave playing and it's just I wanted it to be a family thing. Because mm-hmm. that's powerful. Yeah. With all the division going on, you want to create as much community mm-hmm. as possible. And I think that worked. Yeah. For me anyways. Um every artist has a different thing that works for them to get people out. But, um, yeah, there was just a warmth mm-hmm. there that Yeah, that was very unique. And that's the first time I've been to Uncork. And, yeah, I mean, I walked in and I was like, oh, my gosh, like, mm-hmm. I, well, and, again, I'm showing my age and my, I don't want to say my prudeness, but, like, I, I don't go downtown yeah. Charleston hardly anymore just exactly. because um, the scene is very different than it was, I would say, even two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um actually now three years ago or so where I felt like I was out all the time going to shows every night of the week but now it's more of it's just it feels uncomfortable to me it feels like there's a lot of I don't know if the demographic has shifted downtown where people aren't that welcoming and there's the lack of camaraderie and warmth Mm -hmm. you know just going into a bar and having a drink I just don't feel that anymore, and I don't yeah. really see it a whole lot anymore. And going to Uncork last Friday, like, walked in, and I was like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, obviously, wine and cheese. You had me there. Yes, you were there. Yeah. It, you know. <laughs> you get a card and you just go to town and get in trouble. Yeah, a wall of wine <laughs> is like my heaven. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a great venue, and for being a first time, first time or going there, yeah, it was just a really great experience. And to your point, like having Katie Rose, who's another amazing singer songwriter in town, having her come sing and. Yeah. Um, that was just a nice little, you know, cherry on top. I'm like, oh, cool. Like, yeah. you know, Katie's you hopping in. You know what's going to happen. You know, it, that's, mm-hmm. it's not just a, hey, buy a ticket, see me, worship me. Yeah. Because I think that only works <laughs> if you are Carrie Underwood. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Because then they'll fall down at your feet. But then, mm-hmm. but right now, it's like, this is Emily. She's like in town all the time. Like, why am I going to like, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, be real. What do people need? Mm-hmm. I mean, because that's what we're doing. This is about what people need. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of, I mean, you got to flip You got to flip it. You mm-hmm. got to figure out, why are people coming to see me? It's like, what do they need? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a very good point. Like a new product. Yeah. Yes, girl. So, moral of the story, everyone go to Uncork. Yep. They're so <laughs> great. I, I shout out to Ken and Natasha. Mm-hmm. Just for just being like family to me and being so kind every time I play but for going out of their way to really really make it special and unique oh yeah hell yeah well and you gave me a free I think dessert card yeah it was like an eight dollar off gift card thing oh I don't regardless I'm just like hell yeah anything for dessert I'm like this is amazing I think it goes towards (laughs) the wine too I don't know well that's dangerous I think it's all of it okay just your bill well yes let's see how much I can drink I'll be playing there on Friday come Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Come drink all of the wall of wine. Magic wall. <laughs> um, okay, so gonna wrap this up. I always like to ask my last question, your entrance song for life. <laughs> I always like to ask people this just because it's a fun question, but also um, just if you get to pick one song, and this is the song that gets you in your core gets you hyped it gives you confidence Mm -hmm. to just take on you know a meeting or the day or if you're going on a date or if you are feeling low and this is the song that's going to get you there so what is that song um well I always say that you know listen to the music is my favorite one to sing on stage because people people have a blast watching it they like they hear that old sound and Mm -hmm. that I'm you know I'm younger person singing it and so it's a cool mix and then if my dad's playing it just adds a whole nother thing yeah and the words um you know what do people need is a way to make them smile ain't that hard to do if you know how so Mm -hmm. listen to the music and it just kind of makes so many complicated things simple which i feel like is now your tagline yeah be human and keep it simple yeah be a person yeah be a person um so what is coming up for you how do people see you play next you said friday you're done cork friday is november 1st yeah and then also i saw next wednesday beer garden it is a all-female lineup Mm -hmm. brought to you by charleston underground um which i just started following they just started okay i was like i feel so out of the loop it's only like week four i think they just started in october okay yeah. Um, just started following them on Instagram, and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I'm loving it, and yeah. I saw that you guys, it's you and Lauren Hall, mm-hmm. 
uh, and another lady. Yeah, I haven't met her, Jesse Feeney. But, okay. um, yeah, so it'll be good to meet another another singer-songwriter. Uh, and that's 6 to 9. And there's also, there's also always an artist, um, visual artist, or I think this one's going to be jewelry. Um, oh. Someone that makes jewelry. And I think they do specials, you know, mm-hmm. different things like that. Beer Garden's such a great patio and space for events. Yeah. And so it's really cool that Kara, she was actually there on, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you spoke to her, but she was yeah. there on Friday and uh, just a huge advocate for original music and we kind of were chatting about the underground music scene mm-hmm. and so she was like yeah so Charleston Underground was born and that's perfect yeah and it's just Beer Garden has a built in you know clientele and so it's great that people can come somewhere before 10 p.m. <sighs> Something else we'll touch. I feel like we'll have to have Good. a part two. That's or something else that drives me nuts. Uh, like, earlier, cool. my friends are asleep. Yeah. Well, yeah. During the week, I'm like, why are we not having shows starting at six or eight yeah. or nine? And you know, bless it. But I mean, 16 I sixteen-year-old girls that my like my music cannot come and see me play. Or grown adults that grown have to go go you know to work yeah. the next morning. Or, or have new babies, or, or or going to the gym with you yeah. at Iron Tribe oh, at no freaking five a.m. Yeah, like, okay, have fun, good luck, girl. <laughs> dreaming of you as we're asleep. It's just, uh, but someone's got to do it, and so mm-hmm. I think that's that was cool that Kara just jumped on it. Yeah, she was like let's do it, and she had the resources, she had the passion for it, and the mm-hmm. vision, and she just did it. Perfect. And so I think the more we keep kind of doing things like that. Mm-hmm. There's hope for Charleston yet. Yes. Yes. I love it. Um, okay. So if people want to follow you and support you, how do they do it? I'm uh, big social media freak. Um, MKurt Music is my Instagram. E-M. It's not M the letter. So <laughs> E-M <laughs> Kurt Music. And then my website is emkurtismusic.com. But Facebook is probably connected to instagram somewhat i think there's a way to get there it's a lot yeah so basically (laughs) instagram and website are gonna be the main things to keep up with you probably instagram instagram the most i try to i think i post more um my cover gig stuff like friday will be a cover gig just Mm -hmm. laid back not an emily curtis show um so that's something i try to post on stories on social media Mm -hmm. or um I think I'm doing mainly in containers, oyster roast um, oh, in November yeah. as well. The end of November, mm-hmm. after Costa Rica. So I'll be fresh off out of the jungle. Yeah, All the good vibes. Oh, my gosh. And nice and tan. Yeah, and refreshed and rejuvenated. I'll and probably be super mellow. <laughs> <laughs> or you could be, like, super creative because I feel like True. once you are in yes. an environment like that with a bunch of other creatives, you're, you're just, like, bursting at the seams mm-hmm. with ideas and you just got to get it all out or yeah. get it all down on paper. People need to go for that reason, too. Yeah. It snaps you out of whatever funk you might be in. You're like, I can do this. That's how I felt last year. Yeah. I think that's when we started really digging into ghost stories mm-hmm. after that retreat. So. so it's just a change of space can help change the attitude. Definitely. So we're going to end it right there. Sweet. That was perfect. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for being here, Emily. I really appreciate it. Thank you.